0: Joe, in my book, it's pretty cut and dry. This sick twist sees an opportunity to off her rich older husband. And then she gets herself a little boy toy. But who knows? Maybe he figures out her secret. So she decides to off him too. And then it's on to the next set of pecks. Maybe the killing feels good, like the soft, supple flesh of a man buck. (laughs) Almost (laughs) perfect. Almost nailed it. One little hiccup. Still pretty good. Uh, you know that's right. Uh, this is episode. Four season five of this podcast and of Psych, and it starts right about now. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both ways. I've heard it both
1: ways. I've heard it both ways. ways. And welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friend in the neighborhood, backcracker, Dr. Joe, riding shotgun in the blueberry with me, as always, is my partner in crime, whole wheat on rye billy how's it going it's going good i should i should have made my
0: name um man buck or supple <laughs> or something like that
1: <laughs> fucking <man> yeah buck.
0: <laughs> that the way he delivers it soft supple flesh of a man
1: buck <laughs> <It's> fucking <laughs> outstanding this what an episode it, oh such such a good episode this uh, this is a rare episode that i love that gets better each time i watch it it really uh, does because it's not one I watch a ton, right? Oh, I've seen this a million times. But but when I do rewatch it, I just love it more and more and more. And, of course, we are talking about Psych Season 5, Episode 4. Chivalry is not dead, but someone is. And it's just, just there, there. there is iconic characters. There's iconic performances. You forget how uh how great the one-liners are in this episode and so like i said like rewatchability like i'm gonna have to really make sure that this one gets gets thrown into the rotation a lot more because this is one that i kind of forget how funny it is and then i watch it you fucking it is
0: hysterical yeah this is one of my all-time favorites i think i'd probably have it in a top 10 maybe even a top four like this is everything that's psych is should be was will be it is the perfect encapsulation it's one of the episodes i would say to somebody like here if you're lukewarm about starting it try this one even though like yeah. you're a little bit deep into it and henry's on the force at this point but it's such a great episode and the comedy is i would say it's a top-notch comedy episode
1: i would say it's, it's a top four comedy episode it's a top four comedy episode. I mean, it's a top story episode, mm-hmm. and the and, and the good thing too is like sometimes the references get a little too obscure, which you'd have to watch Psych and know the characters really mm-hmm. well to really understand. But in this episode, the references are pretty like when I say they're generic. That's not to mean like level. yeah, like. Almost anyone, because we get a Chandler Bing reference. Bert might be able to get a couple of these. Yeah, yeah, he might. He might. uh, Let's not go that far. Oh my! (laughs) Oh my God! Uh, So what? What's the uh, the synopsis? What is the case for this particular episode? A wealthy widow's young date is murdered, pitting Sean and Gus against a dirty, rotten scoundrel. They are convinced, trained the victim to be a con artist. And so, some some quick thoughts right off the rip. That is actually a good synopsis Mm. without giving too much away. Yeah. And what's great about this episode is right off the bat, the cold open, they get right into it, Billy, Mm -hmm. right? There's no, there's no dicking around with young Sean, young Gus. Uh, I think we're going to start to see that a little bit more. If I remember correctly, Uh, which I enjoy, like sometimes those flashbacks are great and they're funny and they, they give you a great premise to what the episode might be, but I loved how they just got right into this one.
0: And I also love that they didn't need to force it either. Like that's right. part of this too. Like there's been a few so far that don't have them, but this is the first in a line of like, I would say maybe I just ballparking off the top of my head, like a third of the ones in season five don't have a flashback. Maybe it's a little more, maybe it's a little less, but they know, all right, like we don't need it every single time. It's nice. Sometimes they throw it in, in the middle of an episode. Yep. Um, Like the, uh the, um, the diplomatic immunity one that oh, we'll yeah. get to which is fantastic yeah. um but you know they didn't feel a need to force it which i think this show it knows what to hit when to hit it and
1: that's why i don't think we ever get sick of it yeah and the other thing they do too right is that they you you get the suspense sort of right off the rip right you get this kind of you get this little bit of comedy kind of right in the beginning and you see like these over the top so We'll get to the standout guest stars uh in just a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh because there's two that clearly stand out above, but sort of like uh the character of Gabe, right? He's one of the the, the young um, aristocrats, right? And so like he just plays it so over the top, like like you're stereotypical, oh. like yeah, like rich snob just like you know i'm better than you and it's perfect right and so we get that introduction and we get a little bit of comedy because like you see this old windbag uh coffin and then you see this young guy he's coughing too like is he making fun of her like is this a joke and then like you you get the death the dude falling over the balcony right off the beginning and so like i thought that was a great setup and and gives you that good um sort of you know colombo kind of suspense
0: right out of the gate yeah scene setter a little lauren order little murder she roadie where you get none of the main players just you know the the characters who were brought in for this specific episode to set the table for you and you know they do a quick flash and then boom it's a crime scene and you're already deep into the episode where normally that kind of happens after the open right yeah
1: so they, they they get right into it and this was a like this was a cold open and it wasn't too long. Like we've had some cold um, opens. I think the last episode, the cold 14 open, minutes was pretty long.
0: Yeah. Like the first act.
1: Yeah. So this like kind of just boom, sets the table and, and, and gets running. And a couple of other things that this episode does really well is we get a really great, um, you know, we we've seen this a couple times already. Like we had the mixed matchups with the two teams going against each other. And now we've got Sean and Gus versus directly versus, you know, Jules and Lassie, where a lot of times in these episodes, you've got, you know, whether it's Sean and Gus doing the main case, and then you got Lassie and Jules off doing some side thing, and then they somehow come together. Sometimes they don't. Like, this is, they're directly going up against each other. And I love how, you know, whenever you have a Sean and Gus scene, like, you're not only all invested, but you believe that their suspect is the real suspect. And then when you get Jules and Lassie, Right. You're all in on them and you think their suspect is the real suspect. So we get that great pitting up against each other. But then we also get two really good, viable suspects. And then when it all comes together at the end, it, it was perfect.
0: And anytime they're together magic yeah. happens in the episode yeah. it's
1: great yeah then we'll get
0: the uh you know might a little competition line in a little bit but yeah. they set it up really well right off of the top and you know sean and gus walk away from this case even though gus says you know we need this one he's yeah. like they're coming back to us this guy didn't actually die from the fall he was dead before he hit the ground
1: and yep. when you know it Yep. And so I love that. Henry is great in this episode. We'll touch upon more of that in in just a bit. Uh, But the special guest stars knock it out of the park. So let's let's get into director, writer, guest stars in this. Because, Billy, I was stunned. I sent you a, a, a sext last night. (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, I was like, guess who directed this? And you said, you know, it was a James Roday." and it was actually Jay, uh, Sekhar, right. The guy from, yep. he was in the uh, Bollywood episode. Uh, he, you know, he's in the, uh, super troopers movie Broken like, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, like him in that episode, he wasn't very good. Right. He no, was he just kind I of thought like, that was his worst thing I've ever seen him in. Yeah. And the fact that they brought him back to direct this episode—it was such a it was such a great episode. I was stunned by that. And it, like I said, this is
0: hands down one of the five funniest episodes of Psych. Like this yeah. episode kicks fucking ass, and I think it's because you know, you know, Steve Franks is obviously one of the writers, but you know, um, the J guy—I'm not going to even try to <laughs> to do his last name any justice there—he um, crushed this episode. from start to finish and it does have a little bit of a different vibe than you know some of their other episodes in this season and i think it it is shocking to see that he directed this episode and it is one of my all-time favorite episodes
1: yeah because it wasn't as formulaic as a typical psych episode is and like i said like you've got like uh these different moments where it's like it's it's sean and gus and it's it's jules and lassie and you know they're both kind of working the same thing it, it was just the way that it was shot and and cut and, and put together it was it was absolutely fantastic um so writers as you mentioned steve franks the creator of the show andy berman and uh, tim uh meltriger uh, but the guest stars brothers two of them we had to highlight because they were absolutely fantastic and the first one was john michaels higgins this guy a character Clive Prescott you so you might not know His name but you definitely know this Guy's face he's in he's in You know best in show and all of those Um oh what's the director's name there that Does all those movies best in show I'll, um... Um, Waiting for guffman uh, A mighty wind um yeah, uh,
0: we're yeah. we're not the names podcast. Neither is PCP. But this guy is amazing. He's a color commentator in Pitch Perfect. He's one of the. Uh, he's with Michael Ian or Michael McKeon in Best in Show. He's in Franklin yeah. Franklin Bash. He's in the Breakup. This guy, I fucking love. He's in an episode of Seinfeld. He's the bald guy, Kurt. Kurt tastes yeah. eggs. Yeah, um, right. He is electric in everything. Kick, kick, in-
1: kick on the kick drum. Oh right? my
0: god, he is. <laughs> He's so good in this episode, too. He plays the perfect, like extra guest on a sitcom or movie. He is he is in that like Kurt Fuller category of like when you need like a guy to come in and just accentuate, like highlight one of your characters. Because he faces off against Sean in this episode, and it's phenomenal. It's
1: it is perfect. The chemistry is out of this world. And he is just a tremendous character actor uh, in general. Um, you know, had to mention Franklin and Bash because that will be our next um, podcast. Wait, after whoa, S- whoa. S- what happened to Rosalian Isles? Oh, chef, yeah, I forgot Rosalia Isles. Then Franklin and Bashes. It's it or Sirens. That it's oh, it's on there. F- it's yeah. like our Jessica Jones season three. We will get to it. We we promise. But he is just so good at playing that you know I'm better than you. High society mm-hmm. socialite, like trying. You know, and it's funny too because like him and gus are cut from the same cloth mm-hmm. right but gus is gentlemen like yeah they're, they're both like they're they're gentlemen like because there's several times throughout this episode where gus is like that's how it's done sean that's how you do it that's class and just to, like he's over the top without being over the top mm-hmm. if that makes sense right like because he's at no point like oh this is this is getting silly it's like no that's the character and it's friggin perfect because you could picture people like this yeah it's so, like Blue diamond phillips is like the height of like
0: overacting but it's still yeah. good this guy's like right under it and it's great
1: yeah it's it's and, and like i said his chemistry with shot in this episode is perfect and, and and even with henry and we'll touch on that uh but then the other uh guest star is uh gene smart who mm-hmm. plays Jillian Tucker, who plays, uh, you know, the MILF, uh, you know, who's 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 dating everyone. And, you know, she was in the show 24, right? Uh, she was, uh, uh, she's currently on the show Hacks, which I hear is hilarious. And on one of our favorite shows, Billy Sirens. Indeed. And of course, <laughs> you don't remember her from
0: Designing Women back in the day? I I was not a Designing Women guy. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I actually <laughs> remember watching a shitload inside. <laughs> it was
1: always on. It was always on but now that you say that I could picture her like I remember you know the commercials and shit but yeah so she's great she's hilarious and uh, yeah, yeah not going to lie. maybe give it a go who knows see where I, that mean, I-,
0: I legitimately thought it was the woman from uh, Sex in the City she looks exactly
1: like her I'm Samantha I yeah. have sex with everybody pretty much <laughs> She does look like uh, Kim Cattrall uh, a touch, but I think Damn. she's got a little bit more, uh, you know, junk in the trunk, which is right up your alley. Um, so <laughs> those those are the standout guest stars, and they absolutely, uh, you know, knock it out of the park. So um we have done it once again, William. We have I just going to say. People of our process. <laughs> gonna, well,
0: we're not into the cold open yet in the rundown, so I think we're still good yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well our process does start with a holla ends with the cream skull and if there's a little time in between a little thundercats
1: oh oh so yeah like we mentioned earlier right the cold open like doesn't really feel like a cold open it's just like boom we're kind of off and running here's where the show's going and so uh you know i thought they they set it up brilliantly like we were, we're introduced to a couple of ancillary um, uh, you know uh characters you know like these sort of socialite high class like these are these are guys who are trying to bed milfs yeah 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 well they're gigolos but they're not they're not like being paid for their services they're trying to get in with these they're women in dig- hopes yeah exact gold diggers there's a digger. Gold... Uh, we're not we're not gonna talk about you he's uh, he's in some hot water right oh, now I gotta sell all my sneakers yeah <laughs> You get a, your Donda Academy, uh you know, diploma is worthless now. Oh. <laughs> and back on track, uh. But you know what we what we get is we get introduced to these two little answer characters, and you know one is like you could tell he's a veteran, he's been there. The mm. other guy's really kind of nervous. He's like, you know, uh, you know, like are these are the right glasses out? for these drinks? Butter yeah butter. exactly, and then all of a sudden you know we see the we see this old this old bag start coughing, and then he's coughing and we're like oh, this is a little awkward, and then all of a sudden he falls right <laughs> over the balcony. it's a big drop lift right on the marble floor he he dead right, he dead. and so you know this is you know <laughs> i I threw a quote in here because i want i i want to read it because it's this is just, it's just <laughs> like the perfect encapsulation of where the show goes. Cause you go straight from like some good suspense to, to, you know, um, uh, crime of some sort. And then it's just the comedy is just so perfect. And, and so, you know, you see like the guy fall and then it kind of cuts to then like, okay, now, you know, it's a crime scene. Cause you see Lassie and Jules, and you see other police around. And then Sean and Gus just fucking enter, you know, from stage left. And they kind of, they're walking around, and it's this old lady gag where she's kind of sleeping. He goes, oh, she's dead, right? And she's not. She's just kind of sleeping because she'd been there all night. And then Sean sort of looks at the dead body on the ground, and he says, the death of this young man is like staring at my own mortality in the face. If someone's out there killing handsome and youthful bachelors in Santa Barbara, then nobody is safe. Well, not everybody, but definitely me and Gus. And, like, just the way he delivers that, it's like... Definitely it's Gus my so, myself. It's, <laughs> right. It's it's so on brand for him. And then, like, he's just poo-pooing it as an accident. And, you know, this is where we get some real good snarky Gus. I mean, Sean, Hang where on, he says... I, I have the
0: quote. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing, because he's like, for all you know, he could have slipped off that banister. Yeah. Well, in that case, we should all be looking for a banana peel or a roller skate. Perhaps a wet bar of soap, though that seems the unlikeliest of the three. I always always use that quote when somebody slips with his A-slipping thing. I also love when, um I think it's the uh, dead bear walking one where um they're looking for the polar bear, and they're like, you oh. should be looking for a sled, or a scarf, or a coke bottle, like, the comedy <laughs> yeah. rule of three is, and like, the escalation of it, and the way that they do it in this show is fucking brilliant, and like, that one I'm gonna play it again. Well, in that case, we should all be looking for a banana peel, or a roller skate, perhaps a wet bar of soap, though that seems the unlikeliest of the three. Like, that it's delivery hard. is
1: holy. I love, love that thing. Like, I use that all the time. How, how you didn't deliver that line when I fucking kissed the pavement that day we went to AEW is absolutely stabbing now that I think about it. <laughs> I should have. <laughs> Ray was grabbing me
0: on the back. And, like, that, like, that was the first thing Like <laughs> the first thing that went to my mind. was like, okay, he's okay. He's okay.
1: He's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just glad I got up with all my teeth in my face. Uh, so, again, classic, classic. Lassie wants to poo-poo it Sean's not convinced it's an accident and so now we get to the station and this is where like the meat of the episode occurs where we're getting you know Henry pitting Sean and Gus versus Lassie and Jules oh. and this is an episode where I I love Henry Henry is tremendous because he really is trying to help Sean uh in this episode and he and he does this a lot of times they sort of challenging Sean we see how Sean sort of Response when, when being challenged or that's pretty much being this called whole out. season, yeah, it is, yeah, because we'll be getting up to Declan Rand stuff, uh, soon and
0: um, the Viagra Falls guys. That's a yeah. challenge,
1: yeah, it's another challenge, right? And so, uh, that what's funny here is that you know <laughs> they're all talking and then Henry, you hear Ke- Henry talk off camera and then mm-hmm. the camera pan, and Gus goes, Is anyone else not creeped out for the fact that he's been sitting there this whole time and, and, and we didn't know it? Right.
0: What if we let them work together,
1: yeah. but separately. <laughs> <laughs> you're not afraid of a challenge, are you, Sean? Well, no, as long as it's not two people. No, you're not afraid of a little biggest... competition. Oh, right, right, right. As long as it's not two groups of people being pitted up against each other, right? Yeah, yeah, the
0: best one another. Like, and that's another one of the things that he does all the time. That like is another one of the wordplay things where it's like uh, we should set up a sitting. No, what we should do is we should set up a situation where (laughs) it's like one thing, but it's another, and then spider fly. Like, like the way that they do that, and that one was clearly just like an over the top one, but it's still like his delivery. Like there's he, obviously he's the perfect actor for this show, but like right. his delivery is up there with like all time comedic timing and comedy, because just in this episode alone, he has so much like inflections and in different ways of delivering things. So yeah. even though a lot of the time the shtick is the same, the way he like puts it out is a little different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He like said his delivery is almost perfect. If not perfect. 10 out of 10. It's, it's tremendous, and one of the other great lines we got from you. So they're trying to talk about like, okay, what's going on here, and <laughs> and it's like uh someone throws out toxic. I can't, I think it's Chief. Someone t- you know throws out the term toxicology, and Sean goes, "Toxicology is not a science." And Gus goes, "It's the study of toxins, right?" Oh, I just guess that, that is a little
0: like, embarrassing for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Just just that exchange. It's like it's classic. It's pinnacle. It, it's pinnacle psych. So now you know. The race is on right which team's gonna win, right? Who's gonna solve the case first? And so we we cut to Lance's apartment. Lance is the name of the character, you know, who who fell over the balcony. And I love this because you've got this little dynamic between uh Lassie and Jules where they're walking out and Jules is so like she's why can a guy you know, date a younger woman and <laughs> is, you know, lauded for it while a woman tries to empower herself by dating a younger man and is frowned upon. And the way that Lassie just says gross. Because it's gross. It's, it's fucking perfect. And so you just see the two of them. So you think like, you know, they're you're going to get them investigating the crime scene, which they are. But then as they turn the corner, the visual of Sean hanging upside down on one of those inversion dealies is fucking great, but the comedy of that, is it him hanging down and, and the lines uh, that, he, that he delivers, it's him right. trying to get up. Oh, that too, but I also yeah. love oh, Sorry, yeah yes,
0: yes. it was not my intent to cause you to make that noise in front of the group. Like yes, The way yes, that yes. he delivers that too is fucking, again, perfect, perfectly written, and that's another one that I try to use whenever somebody makes a weird noise. Uh, <laughs> it was not my yeah. intent to cause you to make that noise in front of the group.
1: Yeah, because that was perfect. Because they, they were scared shitless. Like because they turned the corner and boom, they uh, got. Oh, it was not my intent. Yeah, that was that was great. And then just the physical comedy of Sean, like because because we we've got we've got Fat Sean now. This is Sean at his best. Yeah, did you and see so, he was wearing
0: like male Spanx?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so like him
0: like in the earlier or a white t shirt tucked in, but I'm gonna say it's male Spanks.
1: Right, right, right. like in the earliest seasons, he showed some athletic prowess and we see him playing like softball and doing other sort of athletic things, but like the, the running, right. Whenever he's Mm -hmm. getting He's constantly winded. Like this is, this is our Sean. This is, this is Chubby Sean. We love Chubby Sean. And so, but while he's upside down, you know, he's doing his typical, you know, clue face and he's scanning the room for clues and he, and he sees uh, this book. And it's uh, it's written by a man named Clive Prescott. uh, And he's the author of a book called Killing with Class, the Art of Seduction Through Charm and Sophistication. So now we have a little seed planted. Okay. Do we have a potential suspect here? Killing with class, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Sean's going down the con artist angle because it sounds like a con artist thing. And when we cut to the next scene where we first meet Clive Prescott he kind of seems like a con artist. And
0: what well, we get out of that book too, which makes sense that it's a good Oh, lead yes. Yep. He scans the room at the night of the uh incident where the man fell to his death. Uh Lance Tolkien didn't have a job. Uh I was dating a woman twice his age and had a super trooper pinball machine in yeah. his room that didn't pay for itself. But inside Oh, that, super
1: troopers. I never picked
0: up on that. And with the yeah. director. <laughs> <laughs> I just picked up on that now. Yeah. <laughs> didn't pay for itself, Jules. But inside of that book, there is a uh, like a little note to him saying to one of my most gentlemanly gentlemanly and artful students, and there's a picture of him. So then, boom, Sean has a legit suspect
1: right out of the gate. Yeah, because you can place him at the crime scene and he kind of looks he kind of looks a little sus, you know, so this is where we get introduced to Clive Prescott and he is fantastic and, and their int- introduction like their interaction with each other is perfect so he's we see him teaching a class of sophistication mm. and seduction right and then in walk Sean and Gus and I love Sean the first thing he says what is this a fight club for butlers and then this is one of my favorite nicknames when he introduces Gus as Chaz Bono <laughs> just fucking oh, yeah. every time and so uh you know we're trying to, you know, they're 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 having this little pissing contest sort of right out of the shoot here. Um, and you know, there's this like Clive sort of calls him out for like, uh, well, when was the last time? what was the last successful relationship you had? And you know, Sean's kind of fine that. relationship, yeah. <laughs> and so what I love is that he gives the exact definition that comes out of Webster's dictionary, which is exactly what Gus would do, and then
0: <laughs> well then he does like the classic thing where it's like you know socrates he goes
1: like he quotes webster yeah right and then he goes uh, i hardly think emmanuel lewis is an authority on relationships which is a perfect reference it is a perfect sean retort may i ask uh, you a question yes have you ever been tested for
0: idiocy yeah. like, <laughs> his that. his back and forth with sean i mean and jerry seinfeld doesn't do the part as well as sean does but like. He is Bookman level in this, like, little piece here. Like, the way he's just
1: like cutting a promo on this guy, yeah, it's fucking it's, great. It really is, yeah. He is Bookman, <laughs> he is up there with Bookman, as you know. And you got to put him up, like, like, Goochberg is like on a level all her own, but she's great for completely different reasons. Like, mm-hmm. he's in that stratosphere, him, Tim, Tim Curry. Curry, right? Uh, Goochberg, because they just they just raise everything else. And like, they're all special, like for completely different reasons. Uh, And it's great, but we get here, you know, Sean confronts, you know, Prescott about Lance's death and Prescott seems to have a, a viable reason, you know, why, you know, uh, you know, about Lance and like a, a falling out of sorts between the two of them.
0: Yeah. So, it's one of those things, you know, I mean, he was good. Maybe not as good as he thought, though. And then he, right. you know, writes him the little note. Thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, well, and he does, and he the also thing does with the stamp. Yeah, what's that called when they do that to the letter? I should know.
1: Yeah, I, I forget the name of it. You know, it, it, so this is going to. this is, They seal it, whatever the hell. They is. seal it, right. And so, like, Megan and I, we thought about doing that for, like, our wedding, wedding? for, oh, like, God, the, the invitations. That. And, like, I go, oh, that'd be pretty cool. And I tried looking for a stamp with a G on it. And then, like, I thought about it for another five more minutes. To go, we're inviting a hundred and how many fucking people? No, we're not doing that. They, we'll, we'll order the stickers and slap them right on the back, right. <laughs> so, like, yeah, but it is really cool when you when you see those those seals. But we're back at the station now, and this is where we get introduced uh, or reintroduced to the milf of the hour, mm-hmm. Jillian Tucker, played by Gene uh, Smart, and so, uh, I, she plays a great game like she plays the socialite like milf like really well perfectly to a t she looks the part she acts the part
0: they bring her in for the meeting and we get an amazing lassie scene i already did a little bit of it in the cold open to kind of set the scene but he's just like you know he thinks that she offed her husband then got another man and she's addicted to the killing because it feels good like the soft supple flesh of a man buck <laughs> which is like his delivery on that is fucking and like his like voice crackles like the soft supple flesh of a like, man. Like it's hilarious.
1: And what's great too is that like he thinks she's flirting with him a little bit, and so he's playing into it, and which is awkward and creepy as hell. They do the
0: scene from the graduate, yeah. It's perfect with this tucker. Are you flirting yeah. with me? And then I, yeah. I, I, I got the still here for those of you watching. It's like the yeah. shot through the leg, but it's reversed. And her yeah. response, and I
1: use this all the time too. Not even a little. <laughs> like yeah. it's not even a little. It's perfect. And what makes this scene so great, and it, it, it I, it's, it's, you got to give it to, to to Jay Super Trooper guy, um, is that it's got a very sort of noirish feel to it, right? Like yeah. this whole episode kind of feels like. Something out of like the Maltese Falcon, or you know, just like the an old sort of hard boiled crime kind of story, uh, but done you know the psych way, and just the way it was shot, like the picture you just put up, like you know, all of that, it's 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 perfect. And then what we get out of this too is that like Jules pulls Lassie aside, and we don't see this this often, and you know, she's like, Listen, bud, first of all, cool your jets, your performance in there is creeping me out but she actually gives some really great insight um into you know women active and a woman yeah and so like she's like she's lying she's Mm -hmm. up to something she doesn't just get dressed like this to go to a meeting she is you know like like not a business meeting she's meeting someone else like there's something more here and so now we've got from Sean and Gus's perspective and their, their sort of investigation, one viable suspect. And now from Jules and Lassie's, you know, sort of, you know, Avenue, we've got another really great suspect. And I loved that dynamic because, you know, you were thinking, okay, is it, is it her? Is it him? And then we get to the next scene where we get, we're on a sort of a stakeout Jules and Lassie are staking out Jillian. Cause they want to see who she's meeting later. And we get the introduction to one of the greatest characters, of all time,
0: Soup Can Sam. I ain't Spencer.
1: I'm Soup Can <laughs> Sam. <laughs> I'm Gus. I'm a regular guy in a car. I blend in yeah. fine. Right. And what's great about this scene is that well, why are Sean and Gus there? Because they're you know they're staking out someone else entirely. And this is where we, the the two roads connect. Mm. We find out that there's something going on between Jillian, between Clive, and now you're thinking. Are they in on it? Does one know of the other one's motives? Are they still separate? And so like, that's what I thought make one of the things that makes this episode so great is that again, we are getting, we're getting another episode where we really don't know how it's going to end until it does.
0: Yeah. I mean, they do a good job of hiding it and you get two prime suspects right off the rip. Like you said, each one has the other and you know, uh, you know, we have the home run suspect. I do like the line in here too. She's probably meeting another guy, even younger than the last. And oh, this yeah. is kind of like a lame reference, but I do like the way just uh, Gus goes, who she meeting? Justin Bieber? Like the way yeah. he says it's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but you know, we get some other elements here. They start interviewing people. We find out, um, like it could be either like you get pretty good motives and things for both of them. Um, that mrs tucker brought a bottle of scotch for lance but it's a drink
1: that uh what's his name clive invented yeah so they're back at the original crime scene here and lassie and uh jules are interviewing the bartender from the night because you know the if 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 there was something going on with the toxicology you know it was going to be something that he drank what was the last thing that he drank and so uh (laughs) what i love here so you get this you get this bartender uh and uh <laughs> he's like yeah he ordered uh something classy something sophisticated and when Lassie goes oh a sea breeze i fucking lose it every time because that is like the lamest drink like that is something when you get when you're you're, you're 10 drinks deep at a shitty resort like all-inclusive resort you're ordering yeah. Bay breezes and sea breezes. Well, the best part yeah. is,
0: like, he doesn't even, like, like get confirmation. He just starts to look down right sea breeze. Yeah,
1: yeah, right. It's, it's like, it's perfect. And the guy goes, no, it's a Gabardine Hightail, which is actually something I want to try because it sounds. Is it real? Uh, I mean, if right. it is or if it's not, I don't care. I want to drink it, and I'm going to try and make it. But a Gabardine Hightail, according to what the bartender tells us, it's two parts scotch, one part drambuie, and a teaspoon of honey. That actually sounds fucking delicious. It actually looks like it is a pretty real thing. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna have to you know oh. do do a live Fried show. Quattro's Quatro's quesos and yep. gabardine Hightails. and gabardine high, tails. And, and, high tails. and we're gonna have to do an episode where we're we're, we're smashing those things our Some Japa dogs. Um, oh, Japa dogs. Yes. Yep. Uh, what are the smoothies they uh, they drink? Oh, um, uh, go- uh, what is it? Uh,
0: go- goji bears in the mist.
1: <laughs> yep. And then uh, we're get, we're gonna need to get some. Um, uh, double downs if we can oh, find them. Well, well you them just make about. them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <They're> just giving <laughs> them away. Uh, yeah. But when we find out, what's really important here, uh, and this comes into play a little bit later is that Jillian brought a special bottle of scotch just for Lance so that he um, can have these drinks. So that is, is wicked fucking sus, as the kids mm-hmm. would say. Um, and again, last you think of the uh, the sea breeze is a high class drink, just just cracks me up. Um, but now. I, this is another thing that I texted you we're getting into a run of back to back to back scenes here that are all like these are standout moments because there is there's high comedy in all three of these next scenes that we get and it's it's the it really is the meat and potatoes of the episode and it's so fucking good so, you know we've got Lassie and Jules. They've gotten some key evidence that that makes their their suspect look like the guilty party. But now we get Sean and Gus doing their own trail job here, their their own stakeout, and they're trailing Prescott and uh, Jillian. And what's there's there's two parts to this this scene. I'm going to call it one scene, even though it's like two little parts. But one is that we get Henry's on the phone with Sean, and he's he's very concerned. You know, because this guy kind of sounds familiar. Hmm. Um, he's like, you know, watch do be careful? You know, this guy Prescott, he's got a sketchy past with rich women and those women dying of, you know, mysterious circumstances. Um, and then this fucking kills me because this is an iconic moment, not just of this show, but our show, Billy. It's the origin of the point when Sean goes, look, Gus, uh, he's literally taking her to the bank. And What's then next? you get a slight pause. What's next? The cleaners, and then they point, right? We get another point next episode, too, I believe, in Viagra Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they do the uh ring the bell, ding ding, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just I just love that scene because that's like like the point. That's a that's that's an iconic thing, but then they follow them to the bank and not only is the chemistry between Sean and Prescott really good, but the chemistry between Sean seducing oh, Jillian yeah. is have absolutely fantastic. Have you ever seen the man who's triple jointed? <laughs> yeah, if you're done sniffing us, we have an appointment. And I just, I just love like he's Prescott is so condescending with his insults, and they're so sharp and so brilliant, oh, you know. Yeah. And the and the fact that like you know he's up here. And Sean's down here, but Sean seems to best him. It's it's absolutely classic. And uh, you know when when uh, he's do he does the little psychic thing with with Miss with Miss Tucker there, where he you see she's wearing this big purple amethyst ring, and so he's able to guess that amethyst is February's birthstone. Your birthday, my birthday, they're both right. So like that reels her in a little bit. She goes, "How do you do that?" And he goes, "A little bit of this, a whole lot of that." It's it's just just a tinge. A tinge, and then like that interruption is perfect because he's you know about to point to his crotch uh like again it's so fucking good and you've got sean and prescott two alphas going at each other i also love great. that he
0: comes in with i think what's like a jar of like coins and he's like i'm here yeah. to see my money yeah <laughs> so keep it in a <laughs> special room for me yeah. <laughs> maybe he's- make it rain swim around like scrooge mcduck like just that like a little piece, like to just get them into the scene is hilarious. Yeah.
1: That's a, a little bit of Nick from new girl right yes. there. Right. Like, cause that's, that's something that character would do. And, uh, I love it because then like, we get like two challenges in this episode, right? We get, we get Henry challenging Sean to see if he could best Lassie, but then we find out that, okay, Prescott, he's, he's telling Sean to stay away, you mm-hmm. know, from, from Miss Tucker. And, uh, and you know, Sean says, you know, there's uh, something to the effect of, uh, "I'm going to beat you at this game." And Prescott goes, "Well, that's your mistake, you know, young man. This, this isn't a game." And he goes, "Well, too bad. You just pushed my competitive button, and now it's on." <laughs> and The way the line that he that... looks him up and down, like the way he looks him up and down perfect. is perfect. Like, I'd be
0: frightened. Looks him up and down you were wearing buttons. Just yeah. <laughs> fucking walks away.
1: It's fucking unbelievable. And it's so great. And then, like the other funny thing here too is that you could tell that you know that Jillian is, is smitten with Sean, like because he does, like he's charming in that way. And she goes, "Oh, well, I think he's adorable." And then he just goes, "Well, so isn't a given." And just the way he delivers the line, the so fact ever tried that eating, eating with one.
0: Yeah. I also love when he goes. They smell like buffalo wings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correction. <laughs> buffalo uh those are uh schneider's buffalo wing flavored pretzels and then yeah. and then gusco's america's pretzel and yeah. then this is the line i always use too and hanover so yeah. like, it fucking kills me
1: and those those, those schneiders of hanover buffalo like when they oh. smash them up oh Unreal. perfect Love those things, and I love that the Snyder's a handover is a constant, reoccurring gag. In you know, uh, and, and 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 next episode too, in Viagra Falls, when they go up to the locker, and Sean takes the uh, the, the 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 Snyder's a handover's pretzels out of the locker, then uh Apollo or uh, what's his name, Not Apollo Creed, but um, yeah, Carl, uh,
0: Weathers.
1: Carl Weathers, yeah, yeah, he chucks him, he chucks him back. <laughs> so love that. But now we get to another great scene here. So now. You know, because Sean had was very flirtatious uh, with Jillian, won himself a date with her. So now mm-hmm. they're at dinner. But the, the, in order for Sean, you know, for Jillian to agree to go out with Sean, uh, he needs to find a friend for her friend Eugenia, who is recently widowed. And I thought long and hard about my favorite character. I mean, it's clearly Sean. Uh, with a with with an, with the very close Clive Prescott, but I thought for a hot second of giving it to Gus because of oh his his interactions with another character Eugenia, and the fact that he is doing everything he's throwing the kitchen sink at this woman, and the fact that she gives over him- the
0: age of thirty two shuts this down.
1: Yeah, and and the looks that she gives him and the manners in which she shuts him is absolutely fantastic. So we're at this fancy restaurant. They're sitting down, and Jillian, you know, uh, she gives, she's like, I give all my dates uh, uh, just a little gift, right? He opens it up, and he's like, oh, and he he thinks that they look like big-ass diamond earrings, and and so he starts cracking wise about wearing earrings, and Gus goes, uh... Those are cufflinks, right? He's, oh, I know that. And then Jillian goes, "Well, Eugenia, do you have something for Gus?" And she reaches into her purse, pulls out a stick of gum, tears it in half, and gives it to him. And I don't know what it is about that, but that cracks me up every time.
0: It's hilarious. It's like yeah. the um the scene in Home Alone where he tips yeah. fucking tips Rob Schneider with the gum.
1: Yeah, it's like like sh- I don't think this woman says more than like. Five words the entire episode, but just the the facial expressions and the utter disdain and disinterest she has in Gus, and he's doing everything. It is he's pulling out creepy Gus. He is pulling out play Gus. He is pulling out everything he's got, and she just turns him down. It is so friggin' funny. And there's this little scene where like Sean like drops the napkin in between them, like you know it's like a classic gag to like get the two characters to kind of talk in hushed tones. And Sean's like, you got to pull your weight here. You know, I can't carry the both of us. Ask her about gardening. I don't know anything about gardening. And so when they get up, Gus just looks and goes, Eugenia, so how old are you? Exactly how old are you? Yeah. It's fucking perfect. And of course, they're sitting down and they're flirting and then you know, so, you know, someone sends over a bottle of wine and who does it turn out to be but Prescott. So he enters. And I love this. As he's walking over, Sean's like, Gus, Gus, take him out. Sweep the leg. Why won't you like, no. sweep the leg? It's perfect. That's why I love these two because they're just.
0: Yeah, they play know, perfectly we- off each other. It's great. And then we get into Prescott. He shows up. And, again, they get into a little bit of a back and forth. It's a little bit of a territorial thing. Jillian invites them. To sit down, and then they go back and forth about uh, tasting the wine. It's nutty and fruity, yeah. <laughs> which is also like yeah. uh, Gus on his first day of school. <laughs> yeah, he cried. You didn't peed talk in cubby hole.
1: About... <laughs> yeah, you didn't talk to anybody all day. And you peed in your cubbyhole. I'd call that nutty. Like it, it's like again, like it comes at, it comes at you quick, and it's like it's perfectly time. It's it perfectly entered, and then. We get another character making an appearance. He's and the ladies
0: excuse themselves to the bathroom, and then Gabe McKinley walks over. We get some good gentlemanly back and forth, Mr. Spencer. I see you're here with uh Miss Ainsley, I believe she was off the table. And then you get another little bit of nugget there about Clive, which puts him into prime suspect uh opportunity there because he kept this one specifically off limits. For him so her husband's taken out and then her next date is taking out so he is shaping up to be the prime suspect so Sean realizes
1: he's got to get Eugenia and uh,
0: Jillian out of there.
1: Yeah, and we find out too that they the, the, that that uh, Prescott Jillian have a trip to Peru coming up, oh, yes. which harkens back to sort of Henry's, uh, you know, warning from before. He's like, "Hey, this guy was, you know, you know, his last uh, girlfriend, you know, died when they were out, you know, on a boat in the ocean or whatever something, like, something to that effect." And so Sean's doing so. This brings us to the the third seed here that just boom, boom, boom. They're back at the psych office, and what I love here now is that. You know, Sean's doing everything he can to keep, you know, Jillian away, you know, from uh, Prescott. And so they're back at the psych office. And I just love the idea, right? That this woman, this this socialite, this high class rich woman is sitting there in the psych office slumming it, eating pizza. And he's showing her how to fold it and all that. Like, it's just funny because that's exactly how I picture rich people. Like, they don't do their own grocery, they have no idea what a grocery store is mm-hmm. like. They don't eat pizza, right? What could a banana cost, Michael? Ten dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of great visual scenes here, but this is where we get like some of the best Gus and Eugenia stuff, uh, because like he, he's like, you know, like even Julian's like, come on, you know, smile, like you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, work Ooh, with him Gina, here a little bit. Isn't Gus handsome? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then the way Gus says, "You want to touch my head, women of all ages and races say it has magical powers," and it the way he delivers it, and then the just a fucking disgusting look on her face—it's just complete disinterest. Like it's perfect. I can't. I I, I can count on twenty hands. <laughs> how, how many times I'm going to say like the comedy in this episode is perfect? Uh, it's great, and then. We get we get a really good scene here where we get, we almost get like a checkmate kind of scene here where Lassie and Jules enter and they they're there to tell Sean and Gus that they're going to arrest Jillian as their prime suspect and then they just keep mocking them because it's like the we don't want to rain did.
0: on your early bird special but yeah.
1: <laughs> which is a great fucking line Gus I constantly... thought you put
0: a sock on the door <laughs> yeah.
1: So Sean's like, no, no, we're, we're actually investigating. You know, you gotta trust us on this. And they're just like, they're just not buying it. And Sean's like doing his best. And then, like, the camera pans in the background. You like Gus like trying to go in for a kiss, and she's and he gets rebuffed. You get it? Not everybody has <laughs> many options. Okay. Yeah. And so what I what I love about this though is that this is where Lassie and Jewel say, "Listen, this dude was poisoned." And the person that supplied the bottle of scotch that poisoned him was Jillian. And then Gus goes, let me guess, was it a Gabardine Hightail? Our guy invented the drink, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, boom, checkmate. Like, you still think. A bit of one upsmanship Yeah. And so, like, you, we're at this point. We're halfway through the episode. A little, a little farther now at this point where you're like, okay. Like, all signs are pointing to Prescott being, um, you know, being the the the, the killer guy. yep and then everyone leaves sean and gus are chatting and then sean goes down yeah get a great dane name him lothar <laughs> like,
0: yeah. he's like yeah. i think prescott slipped something into my drink yeah uh, at the thing and then he's starting to accuse him and then boom next thing we know we're at the hospital and sean is what we think is on his deathbed. And this is a classic comedy trope that I love that they threw in there. Gus is confessing that he had sex with a girl that uh, <laughs> Sean liked in uh high school or college. They do this in scrubs too, where like, uh, like Turk tries to say, like they had all their, close off because they were having a water balloon fight and everyone right. an jd will just be going like you know i looked all over i didn't see one balloon you figured i'd yeah. see one balloon right, then right. That's when he realizes he isn't dying like oh so yeah i mean slept like logs, I mean snorns he's like yeah he's it true. is a great like deathbed scene and we find out that he was barely poisoned which is another yeah. great wordplay they use throughout the rest of the episode and yeah. henry is like coming in, like we got to get you out of here.
1: There's real news, pa, Papa. Come papa. closer, hold me. Right? And, and it's like, I, yeah, you barely poison because why do people have to keep, qua- you know, quantifying that or qualifying that? And so, but he's like, they've got Jules and Lassie have, you know, Prescott and Jillian at the station. Go there and, uh, you know, prove your point. Don't make me look stupid. I stuck my neck out for you, right? And so, like, you have a little bit of sympathy for Sean because he was. Barely poisoned or not poisoned is poisoned, right? And they were mm-hmm. just like, "Yeah, get." This. So, uh you know, we we get back to the station. They're interrogating him, and what I, what I love here is that you know Prescott does this. It's Jules and Sean sitting next to each other, sort of interrogating Prescott. And Prescott starts quoting some book, and all of a sudden, like Jules is all a flutter, and she's like, "Sean, Lady Chatterley's has- Lover." Yeah. This guy has actual insight into the female psyche. And like it was such like it was just such a great scene with Prescott because he, he, he's everything we've talked about, he's charming. Mm-hmm. He he's you know, he's able to you know seduce this women. This man
0: has actual insight into the
1: psyche of a woman. Yeah. And then, but they gotta let him go because they don't have enough evidence. And then Oh, wow, so I just kinda- gotta get to
0: this quote because it's my favorite quote, maybe okay. in the entire thing when he goes has actual insight to the psyche of the woman. And Sean goes, I saw all the Emmanuel movies, yes, yes including yes. the one where she changed races. I got yes. plenty of insight into the female psyche. Thank yeah.
1: you. Like that fucking kills me. Yeah. Who didn't, who didn't, you know, try and sneak on to showtime or whatever it was and try and watch those Emmanuel movies as a kid, right? Emmanuel in oh space. Oh, right? That's oh. the one I remember. <laughs> right. And so <laughs> Sean's like, Emmanuel in
0: space and laser disc.
1: Right. <laughs> Sean's trying to call Henry into the room because he wants, you know, and like Henry's acting a little funny here, so he's kind of putting a file up in front of his face. Yeah. And we, we get one of one of the great scenes in this episode where Frost goes, "Don't I know you from somewhere?" "Yes, I never forget a name." "Henry Spencer, you're Henry the William only, Spencer. Henry William Spencer. You're the only uh, student I had to kick out of my class." And Henry goes, "You didn't kick me out. You invited me to leave." Read between the lines, sir. <laughs> and the look on Sean's face is absolutely priceless. Oh my God, oh my God, Oh I got, oh my God, oh my God. Sean, stop it. <laughs> One more. She in the
0: Oh my God. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's perfect. It's so funny. And you can tell Henry's like fucking beat red from it. Yeah. It's such a nice little piece of comedy to connect the story. And obviously, Henry knew who the fuck this guy was the mm-hmm. whole time, too so he was he was like all on board on like getting them but like that's just a great piece of comedy they get a little more info on how one of his victims mysteriously disappeared when they were on a a vacation and stuff like that yeah so now they have something to really nail this guy to the wall with
1: yeah and i love this because again henry is trying to mentor sean he's trying to really kind of get his son to focus and like it's like, you know, he see, he knows that Sean's got great talent and potential and he's trying to harness it right. So he's like, this is what a good detective does. We don't run with this information yet. We have to substantiate it. We sit on it. And what does Sean do? The exact opposite. They go back to Prescott's. He's teaching his class and Sean confronts him. And uh, this this was great because this was a great little emotional scene where he's like, What you mean, uh, so and so who died of cancer, and I sat by her deathbed as she died, where her sons, you know, took all her money and drove her business into the ground. Um, or the second woman he goes, She was killed by a stingray. You're going to accuse me of, you know, commanding a (laughs) creature, yeah. And uh, it was like, it was like great, like this is like a perfect, like instance where it's like, Okay, like, yeah, listen to your old man, he's right, because you just sort of embarrassed yourself. And now, like Prescott's looking like less of a suspect and more of a sympathetic character here. And what what I love is that we so we get a, we get a lot of information in this little scene. Right. So Sean is able to actually get Prescott to admit that he loves Jillian, which is kind of Mm -hmm. goes against everything that he's teaching. These, these young gentlemen Mm -hmm. on how to, you know, you know, seduce and and, and woo women for the, you know, know, the, the prospect of just like, again, it's
0: great writing because earlier you get the hint that she's off limits. Why is she off limits? Because he actually loves the lady, which is a nice little tie in there. And then we
1: actually find out that he's going to propose. Yeah, and and what I love here is that like Sean feels guilty, so he writes Prescott oh and no gosh. like Sean's attempt to try and be, you know, uh, you know, classy and uh Prescott, <laughs> dear Prescott. I'm deeply sorry that I accused you of trying to kill me. Good day. I said good day, sir. And it's like Sean Spencer, you misspelled your own name. I was in a rush and couldn't use spell check. You need spell check for your own name, like Not real It's such a, it's a perfect, like, it's like, that's Sean Spencer. That's like to a T like that's that second. That's that's why I love season five so much. Like we get this character that we've seen like grow and develop and it's just really at his prime, uh, in, in, in this season. And especially in this episode. Uh, and so we get that, you know, Prescott, like you said, is going to propose to Jillian, um, But he wants to talk to Eugenia because she's her best friend. So he wants to kind of figure out the best way to do it. But we also find out that Eugenia, she broke ass. She broke. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's been living with Jillian. That's why she was stingy with her gum. Uh, She's practically penniless, which that makes Sean and Gus think that their suspect is actually Gabe because he got the wrong one on the first night and, It was actually Lance who landed the big fish.
1: So then they go to find out where he is. Yep, and he did. He did. So, like, that's what's great here is that this is a great little red herring because at this moment, like, you're just starting to, okay, clearly Prescott's not the guy. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, okay, this makes sense. That is an actual, legit motive. It's the first time where we actually have motive other than, like, just kind of money right like mm-hmm. trying to try like this seems like a legit motive and and so they're like oh fuck okay this is you know it's, it's this guy so they all go to they they find out what his schedule is they, he's at the gym they go there they're looking for him and they open up the sauna door they see him but he's dead and so as they're kind of looking over the crime scene sean sees uh the same cufflinks that um uh, uh uh Jillian had given him and so now Sean goes okay Gabe had an affair with Jillian uh he he's did. dead Lance went on a date with Jillian he's dead Sean went on a date with Jillian and he was barely poisoned look Now why me, am Ewan. I qualifying? <laughs> right. And so we 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 get a great little gag here so okay it's poison what's the common denominator here and they get the toxicology results back Naptholin. and uh naphthalin. Naphtalin? Napthlin? Naphthalin. And Gus goes, Naphtalin. And uh he says, well, what is that? He goes, it's the ingredient in mothballs. mothballs and this was this was something like mothballs. This was a great little nugget. It was a throwaway thing, you know, because when you think of old people. You think of mothballs, right? Because like she smelled of mothballs, so you don't really think of it at the time. It's just a throwaway line, and that's like where it all comes together. And Gus goes, "Actually, that's the perfect old person's murder weapon, right? Because uh, it's, it's 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 very toxic." So this is where, boom, it all comes together. We get the reveal. So right, we from the scene before we learned that. Prescott wants to talk to Eugenia about proposing to Jillian. Now that we know that Jillian uh, has, has, there's something going on between Jillian and all the people she's dating. They think they know that Prescott is going to be in some danger. So this little scene of them trying to get to the restaurant was actually pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Cause they're in the car, they're driving. There's a traffic jam. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Sean and Gus get out and run up the hill. And yeah. Lassie is like, you want me to shoot my way up the hill? Cause I will.
1: Yeah, and then with him trying to drive up the hill oh and God. getting about five feet, and then the tire starts spinning is is great. So finally Sean and Gus get up there, they're covered in sticks and leaves. They don't have a reservation at this high flute restaurant. The guy won't let him in. And then Lassie Jules are sort of bust in, they follow him, and so they get to the table, and you see Prescott's about to drink uh some tea. Prescott, and- don't drink no tea. No, no, and then this is this is where Sean breaks it down. So the reveal, right. The who? It's Eugenia. How? It's the naphthalin. So what? what naphthalin? Naphthalin? We get it. Um, she had been poisoning the drinks of all the Jillian's lovers because, right? She is actually a lesbian. She is in love with Jillian. If no one can have her, uh, if she can't have her, then no one can. So she killed. You know, she killed her husband to get him out of the way. <coughs> Excuse me. And then all her subsequent dates, because because she's been broke, she's been living with Jillian and she's just, you know, she's nuts. And so, like, I just I, I thought that was a great reveal because we literally she you don't even consider her a suspect. No. Right. No motive, no until this absolute moment. And that again, time and time again, we say this all the time. That's what this show does. That's what any good crime show does. You have no idea who the killer is until you get the reveal. And I thought it was fantastic. Well, yeah, because
0: it made sense the entire thing, but you couldn't tell until the very end when they really dropped it on you there. But it was, it's probably one of the tighter crimes, more logical crimes that they've ever had. And not to mention, it's one of the funnier episodes directed by a comedy, um, you know, cult legend. So it really has all the elements. And then the two like, uh, Basically, post credit scenes are fucking fantastic. <laughs> Sean teaching the Fight Club class for butlers is unbelievable. When he does like the back and forth, <laughs> if yeah. I uh, it's barely a way at all. If I does if I do it as a way, it qualifies as a way. <laughs> and yeah. then like the line that you wrote down is fucking un- unbelievable.
1: Yeah, this is the last. I, before I want to say that though, like he starts off by quoting Gus and saying this like wonderfully, like, beautiful, like, thing about relationships. We could, all he goes,
0: use, uh, we could all afford to be a little bit more gentlemanly.
1: Yeah, and he goes, and that is absolutely dead wrong, or something to the effect, right? I thought that was great, but the way he ends, you know, this particular scene, where he's starting to, you know, and he's, he's saying it with such, you know, passion, where he goes, you know, I want my father, while on his deathbed, in four, five Fine. years from years, to look at me and say, That is the man that I raised, and I want him to be pointing at some other guy because maybe, just maybe, I'm not his biological son.
0: I'm not his biological. Like, and that delivery's perfect. He Sets it up with like the double swerve, um, pointing at me, saying, "You know, that's the man that I raised." It's fucking great. And then the police scene when they're in the prison and come to visit Eugenia, and she sits down and he sits down. She's like, "What?
1: I get it. You're busy." Yeah, and like she, he's still trying to woo her. Like mm-hmm. he's still trying to wrap his mind around like why she re- would reject him. And she's like, basically like, I, you know, I'm gay, and I just killed three people. Um, yes, but I <laughs> killed him. That's yeah, right. I
0: get that. <laughs> yeah, would you like, have felt better if I had tried to kill you too? <laughs> you should meet a nice girl. Focus on yourself, and never, ever come back here.
1: Yeah and those are like the only lines she delivers like pretty much the entire episode and it's just it was just a great punctuation you know you know exclamation point on that sort of little side you know story which didn't really take shape until the the second half of the episode mm-hmm. like so that it was just start to finish I'm I'm laughing the entire time so with that this might be the latest we've ever gotten to the Thundercats. Oh, maybe, William. maybe. I think we might. One episode we might have gotten pretty uh,
0: late, but yeah. you know we've done this a little bit differently. We kind of like hammered in on the memorable moments the whole way, yeah. so we can just recap our favorites yeah. and practically the entire episode. I mean, we've yeah, started. Really an hour. Uh, Sean yeah. and Gus, uh, the the bank scene is just phenomenal. <laughs> like, like if you haven't seen this episode in a while, go back and just watch it for his delivery of "I'd be frightened." Looks him up and down. If you were wearing any buttons, yeah. um, the dinner scene in both places there and at the psych office is phenomenal. Sean teaching the class, Gus visiting Eugenia in prison. I really think the whole, the entire episode from start to finish is a favorite moment.
1: Yeah. And then we've got, we've got, we've got Kim in the chat here, you know, who said, uh, you know, the person, Jay, uh, Shonda Hawk? I get it. I, I just butchered his last mm-hmm. name, right? But yeah, he was in the Bollywood episode and we weren't at the time, like we've just started recently paying mm-hmm. attention, you know, who directed it. But like, those are two like good episodes. This is clearly the best one that he's directed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I should have taken a look at it and see if there was a couple of those that he might have directed as well. But like, yeah, he he absolutely nailed it. Um, I, I mean, episode. the Bollywood episode is
0: one of my, it's not a bad episode, but it's one of my yeah. lower ranked ones of all time. Yeah, but
1: like, This is legit, like, and the greatest adventure too like they're probably similarly ranked right cuz the whole thing with the penny in that episode mm-hmm. and right uh but this by far is like heads and shoulders above above those episodes and it, it's not too often william you know at least it hasn't been for a few seasons now where i've had like least favorable moments mm-hmm. uh, i haven't been too you know nitpicky lately it's uh, some no fun doc here though we got a little little no fun doc here but it's 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 not anything in this episode per se that I didn't like, but like it happens a lot in this particular season. We don't get a ton of chief Vic, no. but like she says like the same line kind of over and over every time. She's like, well, uh, Henry, it's your call. You're in charge of the consultants. Now, like she says that a ton and like, I get it. It's a new role for Henry and people who might be coming on to the show for the first time, like want to understand that dynamic, but like it's overkill you know, in this season and it drives me, uh, a, a little batty.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that is like his job and why he was set up to like be the yeah. separation there, but I get it. It's not, it didn't really bother me. Plus they had some funny lines in that scene with the yeah. uh, competition. And as long as it doesn't, yeah, involve- I
1: don't, that, I, I'm not, I, that's not what I have the issue with. It's just her yeah. delivering right. that line. Right. Like, yeah, it's just like, cause it's just like, the way she delivers it, like I love Chief Vic. I think she's a great character. Well, Henry, you know you're in charge of the consultants. Yeah, we fucking get it, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, that that's that's my that's that's what that's my one you know uh, gear to grind. Gilmore's gears to grind. <laughs> um, but uh, favorite character, I mentioned it earlier. It's Sean. He's he fucking nails it. But you've got to like one A and then one B's got to be Clive Prescott because he was tremendous.
0: He was great, Sean. This is all, an all-time Sean episode. He's on fire. And as you mentioned, too, great Gus episode, great Lassie episode. I mean, everybody yeah. pretty much came to play in this one. Uh, some quotes. How is Soren logs Zzzz, When he started about cheating on <laughs> yeah. his
1: girlfriend. Uh, uh, patience is a virtue. So are broad shoulders. That doesn't mean I like to wait for them. Like the way uh, that Kelly right. delivers that line is absolutely uh, fantastic and then this this line here with Lassie too, Billy uh, is great when he's <laughs> they're at the crime scene he's talking to Jules and he goes do you want to uh, do you want the creepy old ladies or the Ken dolls and she just um, goes, um,
0: the Ken dolls,
1: yeah like I don't know it was just I don't know something about that like like Jules she was pretty good in this episode without having any real standout moments
0: no, she, she played her role extremely well, as she always does. And then the, uh, will you stop disagreeing with me while I'm agreeing with you when they're talking about going yeah. McHale, Jillian yep. Tucker. And then this line is one of the best lines that we didn't even, like, I don't even know how he didn't bring it up. but the, uh, Oh, yes. Now, can we go back so <laughs> Gus can get a, his, his Gus is uh, getting a little, uh. fuck, damn it, Billy. Gus is a little busy trying to get some sweet, no, no some nookie from his sweet aunt auntie. I think I butchered that, but yeah, it, it's a but- phenomenal line.
1: It really is. When he just nookie, whenever someone says nookie, it's just, it's always going to, you know, uh, get a giggle. <laughs> Gus is a little busy trying to get some sweet nookie off his old auntie. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, and then uh, let's see what else. Yeah, we, I mean, we pretty much like, mm-hmm. we, we nailed that Those are some of the ones that, that we forgot <laughs> here. So
0: Yeah, I had wrote down originally, even the one where she crossed Jeff's. It's actually the one where she switches races, um, but it's still Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. uh so let's 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 bring this on home, William. Let's I'm get to that that sweet, sweet creamsicle here. Um, so some of the, the running gags that, that, that you know psych psychos are familiar with. Uh we get some pineapple on the pizza, right? Mm-hmm. And they reference the pineapple pizza. Um, no real descriptions of Lassie. I'm sure we'll get some more of those soon. Uh, but this this was probably the most <laughs> obscure. Gus, don't be a. I can recall in psych history when he says, "Gus, don't be George Hamilton's daughter." When she said, "Dad, I think I'll be an actor too." What yeah, I mean, Trump, I, I, I,
0: I think like George Hamilton was that really like shiny looking guy, right? Like way back in the day.
1: Yeah, I. This is this one. Not, I mean, a lot of things go over my head, Billy. I'm only five foot six on a good day, Uh but this one, like, I usually can get a lot of the 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 the. the you know the obscure references but this one just missed that one no Um, i know who george hamilton is i had no idea who the fuck
0: his daughter was but yeah um so we got that one and that was great nickname Chaz bono which is unbelievable as well i've heard it both ways um
1: can i well i don't even know what that is can i sorry will you yeah i might have been half asleep when i was typing this one (laughs) up last night um yeah, there's there, I, so I can kind of remember it. They're having a little back and forth there, um, and Sean says I've heard it both ways, but I, yeah, I can't I can't remember that one. It's, it doesn't really stand. Oh up. No, no, no 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 no! It's the uh, can you or oh
0: yes yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's the classic like um, you know correcting grammar. Yes. Right. Like like we get, we we're get, we we're, we're sputtering stopper. here at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. The Joe Stopper. Can you, you know, like, do I have the mental and neurological ability? Will you? And then Sean goes, I've heard it both ways. Ex- Thank you, Billy. So maybe on a farm him? you have.
1: Yeah, right. Billy always brings it home. He, he saves my dumb ass. Uh, wordplay we talked about earlier with the Webster Dictionary. Uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Lewis, the Naptholin. Uh No Naptholin. fake businesses, uh, no. but Henry, I thought this was a great Henry episode. I mean, just all the way through, he was great. Mm-hmm. Coaching Sean. Um, finding out he got the boot from the class was hilarious. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then the obscure references. We talked about Emmanuel Lewis, uh, Justin Bieber. Uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels was mentioned uh, numerous times. Uh, an indecent proposal. I mean, how could you not have an indecent mm-hmm. proposal? With uh, the sex. Reference. Maybe not.
0: Without the sex. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, we got Tears for Fears reference. We know... The guys is infatuation with um uh with tears for fears, because we'll see him uh, Kurt Um Everybody.
0: Kurt Smith. Right, Kurt Smith. Uh
1: later on in this season, uh we get the Chandler Bing stuff. So um great episode all around. So 7.7 7 was my score from last episode. Uh this is clearly better than that. I, I'm right there with you. 7.85 uh, not quite 7.9 because I'm going to save that in the 8s for a couple of episodes uh that are coming up uh in the next few weeks Billy uh but it looks like you had the same score. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it, it probably is worthy of the 9 cuz I'll give a
0: couple of episodes coming up. Maybe I'll give Viagra Falls somewhere in between this and a and an 8 although I think that's a pretty perfect episode as well. So yeah. it could be a little bit higher, it could be it could only be a little bit higher from here but this is yeah, yeah. game- a tour de force a perfect show uh
1: incredible episode Come on, son come on come on son. Get that come box, son. Get that uh so what do we have for next week billy next week is another
0: great one not i think as good as this one but we'll see i do love it it is sean and gus in drag racing
1: yeah so this is one that i admittedly kind of skip a lot, but just sort of off the top of my head, there are some great scenes like when God, when Sean uh <laughs> racist <Erases laughs> tanks slips erases, <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, right. And he puts the nitrous in Henry's truck. Right. So like I'm sure this is a heck of a lot funnier than I uh recall. it's pretty hilarious. It is pretty hilarious. You know, where it fits in the pantheon of the season is probably on the back end of mm-hmm. the curve for me but that's just a testament to how great this season is. Uh, So with that said, William, where can the people find us?
0: Anywhere you would like. Uh, I've, I've, I've been going back and forth, with Rossi. We're We're going to do another episode soon. We've been trying to do blink way too for like six weeks now. But (laughs) uh, You can find us and everybody else in the Dork shared universe over on Facebook. That is dork Mac and goo. Those are the heavy hitters. Then we have TLDR. Then we have this podcast. Uh, I've heard of both ways. Pineapple boys. Then we have, PCP, and we have Change my mind. The streamers are yourself, Backcracker, Shine Time, and then the Dork Boys stream over on YouTube.
1: Yeah. So Billy, until next week, my friend. Wait for it. it was Rossi ask? Frank says, "I." <laughs> yeah, baby. All right, now come.